0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. I am Tim Daniel. This is a cool episode we did this week. Um, I'm joined by my really good friend Travis Tubasing of the Wrestle Special. So Travis and I kind of dive deep into um, his refound love of the National Basketball Association. We talk about how he became a diehard Philadelphia 76ers fan um, for the time being, as he puts it. And we also really do a cool deep dive into what podcasting has meant to both of us as it's been a huge part of our lives. And we've had people that have reached out to us about starting shows and we've referred people to each other to kind of talk about their product and how they can make it better and you know how they can start their products. So Travis and I have a lot of really cool things in common. So this is the first of two. Next week you'll get our episode we talk about 90s NBA jerseys. So uh, without further ado... Let's go ahead and get this show started. This is myself and Travis Tubesing of the Wrestle Special.
1: Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kitzrow from NBA Jam. Whoop-boom-shaka-laka! You wanted to come with it, that day we got it with punishment. Duggies, we scoffered that fucking it. what we come to with. Others in love with the brother, this family just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them coming in. We want to get this, we want to get this, we want to get this, we want to get this.
0: So, Travis Tubasing, the Wrestle Special. That is me. 48 Minute Network, biggest fan. Yes. Is here.
1: You're damn right. I guess I am the biggest fan. Do you think I'm the biggest fan?
0: I mean, you're like the... First off, I appreciate you is the one thing. So, like, you're one of the few people that every week texts me to be like, dude, your show is really good. Mm.
1: And it means a ton. I'm sure, like, it does for you. It does. Uh A thousand percent it does. I I think podcasting, the, the biggest thing that you don't get is feedback Yes, and, and when people anybody gives me any feedback, it means a ton to me because it's like it, it, you don't feel like you're just talking to no one.
0: Yeah. So, and I know that's part of the things we're going to dive into today. Um, but we've been talking about doing this now for a little while. Um, I've been lucky enough, and fortunate enough, to be a guest on your show twice. Yes. I've had a blast both times. Same. Same. Uh, we did our a show last summer, right before free agency of 2018, right before LeBron went to the Lakers. Yes. Called wrestling is the NBA, and we yes. compared them. And then um, this past summer, we did a show where we tried to find advanced statistics in pro wrestling. I and, like that one a lot. Truthfully, I like we, we like. I remember when we quit recording it. You were like, I don't. I don't uh, and like we went back and we both listened to it. We texted each other like. That was fun. This is good,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I think that like... Did you get those t-shirts made? Uh, not yet. That's that's the next one. <laughs> yeah. The I think that's the hard thing about about podcasting is that you never know how good it is. Because a- after every show I do, I was like, oh, that was dog shit. That was dog shit. And like, no matter what. And then I, I, when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, wow, this is really good.
0: I'm the opposite. Yeah. I think every show is good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to like... <laughs> so like, I like, you know, I've been doing this a long time, um, you know, nearly 10 years. So like, I know when I, I turned the mic off, if I had a bad show, yeah. I just, you know, just, you feel it out, you understand, you're aware. Um, so, you know, and like, I, I've, I think it was like, for me, I was so lucky that all of my friends wanted to do basketball pods. Mm-hmm. And I found these mm-hmm. great teams yeah. that like I can rely on. Yes. Like every show has a different dynamic, you know, as much as we really miss Kyle right now, um, that shot caller's dynamic is so different than the 48 minutes dynamic with Sean and I. It's true. Which is so different than the dynamic we have in that large bid with me, Ryan, and Taylor.
1: And and that's how I can listen to... So I, you, you mentioned that I, I listen to a lot of basketball podcasts. I, I listen to your podcast, obviously. And yours is the one that really got me back into the NBA. And that's oh, I, know, I know that's kind of what we're going to talk about. So it's only, it's only fitting that we start here, too. Yeah. Uh, but I think that you're exactly right. The dynamic... I, when I listen to a podcast, the the topic's important right because that's what I'm gonna get into. but the people matter so much more. So I'm not gonna I'm gonna skip even if I'm subscribed to the Ringers NBA show, right mm-hmm. I'm gonna skip the like a lot of their episodes because I'm only concerned because you
0: can't stand Chris Vernon's
1: voice. <laughs> No, you're you're actually right. You're right. I can't. You're you're exactly. He's like right. we always laugh about like
0: not making fun of him in sense because he's obviously like earned his spot. Oh, so we certainly have respect for that. But like, if you see pictures of him, his voice does not match his face. It's so true.
1: Like... It's a, no shade to him, but it's very true. It is. It is. I'm like, who is this person? Yeah. But uh, I can't listen to multiple days of The Ringer because during the season they have five episodes, right? Mm-hmm but I can listen to 48 minutes because the dynamic is so different from show to show. Yeah. So to your point, it really makes a difference. And I think you are incredibly lucky to have a team like, like you have, because it really makes each show different. And to watch the growth of the 48 minutes network from the beginning has been really cool.
0: Well, I appreciate that, man. So thank you so much. Yeah. We're, uh, we're going into our fourth season. It blows my mind. It's crazy. It blows my
1: mind. Yeah, so... I'm have been, I've been a, I'm an OG listener from you the corner are, three. From the corner three, because yeah. I
0: remember you were like... Uh, I actually really remember the first time you and I talked podcasting was... I was uh, on the New Indie Nation Network. I was yes. covering Notre Dame. Yes. And I just got back from working that USC game I talk about all the time. And you messaged me, like, hey, my buddy and I are starting the show. Mm-hmm. Can I get your insight? Yeah. I,
1: yeah. And so, that's totally – that's exactly what so happened. So now, yeah.
0: like, yeah. So now you're, like, my pod friend in crime. You're, like, my pod bestie. So. Yes.
1: It's the truth. I, I mean, podcasting literally made us friends. Yeah. I mean, we, is, we've been in all these bubbles. We've been in all these yeah. same circles. We've talked about that on my show, how, like, somehow we were destined to meet because we, <laughs> we know so many of the same people. And I, I think that through podcasting, this is, like, really – I've met a lot of people um, through podcasting, became friends through podcasting, Mm -hmm. but you're the first friend I made through podcasting. So it's, it's kind of, you always have a special place in my heart because of that. So I appreciate that. Of course, my man.
0: So I wanted to bring you on because like you mentioned earlier, um, you really started listening to us because you were a supportive friend Mm. and it really made you get back into the league itself. Yeah. So kind of want to get like the league through your eyes is what i was kind of hoping for in this conversation
1: yeah yeah do you like do you want me to start like from like the beginning (laughs) no i mean we don't have
0: to go there so like a lot of people i talked to and you're in my age group so a lot of people seem to say like in our early in that early 30s group like Mm. we are that they really kind of tuned out for the nba when michael jordan retired and that kind of seems to be like the common like 1998 he retires 1999 there's the lockout yeah And that's kind of like that pre, that post Michael, pre LeBron era is like the one where people were kind of like, "Uh, I kind of was tuned in, tuned out. And I was casually like paying attention at the time. Um, I mean, I I did really like, you know, for a long time, I liked those Kobe Shaq teams until
1: Kobe was kind of, you know. Oh, I'll speak on that because you. That actually is when I remember basketball the most. I think because I think I had the most intense opinions of mm-hmm. basketball at that time. So yeah, I'm 32. So obviously I was around watching basketball. Michael Jordan transcended. He's he was the game. Yeah. Right? We we uh, you, I just listened to uh, well not just but when you put out the Space Jam. What's the movie podcast called? Hoop Cinema. Hoop Cinema. That's Hoop Cinema. Uh, when you talk here about on the 48 Minutes Network. Plug, right? plug 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 plug. plug. plug, plug. Uh, and I, when I listened to that, I just had so many memories of Space Jam because I haven't seen that movie in a while, but Michael Jordan was everywhere. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think unless you were a part of that that you realize how big Michael Jordan was. It's real easy to talk about LeBron versus Michael Jordan if you weren't around for for Michael Jordan, right? Right. And I'm a LeBron guy. We'll get to that. I'm a LeBron guy. Same. A thousand percent. But I, I think Michael Jordan- Anyone who Jordan... listens that knows, but- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, Michael Jordan transcended and- For me, I think it was just because we were kids, we just knew we were, even though we didn't know how special it was, we knew it was something bigger than us. You know, it's like the Like Mike commercials, like Mm -hmm. it was everywhere. But when I got older, and I guess 2002, um, so I, like that time, I was playing in 64. Mm -hmm. uh, I played Kobe Bryant's NBA courtside. I forgot about that game. Religiously. It was my, it was my basketball game. So it was, man, I, I loved that game um and the first one and the second one so i kind of started forming my own opinions Mm -hmm. about basketball around that time now i played basketball throughout elementary school to middle school and stopped at high school Uh, my nana died and i just never came back to basketball for some reason playing it Mm -hmm. and uh, for me it was that middle school high school time where you're you're trying to find your identity yeah and that was when i started caring about basketball the most and i turned the i went from being a kobe lover to like a Lakers hater and Kobe hater because somehow I latched on to uh, the Sacramento Kings and you know where I'm going with this. I Mm -hmm. mentioned 2002. It was the 2002 Western conference finals. I remember just fucking hating the Lakers so bad and just not understanding at the time, all the shady stuff that was going on. But you know, Scott Pollard, Vlade Divac, all these people that could not stop Shaq for, for anything. And I I just remember loving the Kings for some reason. And I want to say I probably link back to the uh, – I guess because they were the Cincinnati Royals. I think that's what happened to me because I didn't – I remember being like, oh, I don't have uh, a a basketball team in Cincinnati. Who's the closest basketball team to Cincinnati as far as, like, uh, lineage? And it was the Kings. And I think I just latched on to them for some reason. I even, like – I know an NBA courtside side, the year that Mateen Cleaves – he was on the fucking Kings – I, I like jacked his levels up so high because I thought it was the next big thing. It was, the, <laughs> it was the year after they. they I think they didn't, didn't. Michigan, State, Michigan won the State won the title. title. I just for some reason thought Mateen Cleaves was the second coming or wanted it to be because he was on the Kings. Oh, so. I'll
0: it. Every Michigan State fan thought he was like for sure. Like <laughs> no one but Michigan State fans are gonna remember Mateen Cleaves. It's like. Um... You remember Ron Dane that was a running back in the NFL? Oh, yes, I do. And I like do. when he left Wisconsin, every Wisconsin fan was like, This is the next big NFL star. Wow. And every NFL fan was like, Um, I'll tell you, I've
1: not thought of Ron Dane. <laughs> that's a name that I've like, it's that Star Wars thing. Is like, That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Like, yes. that's Ron Dane. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. So that was really, you know, in that time frame where you're like, Hey, a lot of people lost their interest or kind of were going in and out. I really think that was where I was most passionate about basketball because before that I was most passionate about Michael Jordan and just, I guess the, especially now the nostalgia of the nineties, I I think about uh, a lot of my memories are kind of fleeting of that time aside from Michael Jordan stuff. But like I remember watching the Rockets uh, with Charles Barkley Hakeem and Clyde like that Rockets team like just against the I I think it was like the Trailblazers that year there was some there were so many different things that I just I just have like fleeting memories of but nothing super concrete uh, aside from the Utah Jazz versus the Bulls like that I remember almost that full series completely but I, I again I really feel like it was about Michael and just the other big names because again like I think compared to the only thing i can compare it to is now because there's so many stars mm-hmm. and if you look back there it's just like a who's who and it's very hard to to go back and revisit like the top 50 nba players of all time the top yeah. 100 and it, it, it's just if but if you go back to that time gary payton sean kemp and i know we're going to talk about this on another episode yes but uh there's so many different like people that i think i feel and fear are going to be forgotten over time from the '90s era, just because of how many amazing players we have in the league right now.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, and um, that's kind of like a fearful thing for me. And you kind of talk about like that era for you, you know, not to say it was like a bad era by any means. It wasn't the best. It was when they were having like the dress code issue, and yeah, yeah, you know, obviously the malice was in that time frame. yes, yes. um, you know, like the NBA was very much openly anti Allen Iverson, who was one of their b- biggest stars at the time. Yes, And they were not good at hiding it. No, they were not. No. I, I
1: remember watching that finals too. I, I, watched them and was rooting on them and then again the nets uh, and just thinking todd mccullough would be able to stop shaq for some <laughs> reason <laughs> like what who like who is todd mccullough like, when
0: you go back and look at that nets roster it is like because people are yeah. like man they were so good and like to an extent sure like kid kenyon richard jefferson yeah and but... then it's like brian scalabrini yeah like...
1: like no one it's just like it's a it's amazing and you i, I think a lot of people talk about East versus West, but it was such a, even, even then it was a big, it was a big thing.
0: Yeah. Agreed. So then, you know, you kind of picked back up. Yeah. I think you kind of picked up, up so the 16 finals was like my, like, I am fully like, I was like getting there. So like when LeBron went to Miami, I was excited. Mm-hmm. They won the titles and obviously I was in, in, intrigued there. And then he goes back to Cleveland. I'm even more intrigued. I'm still always watching the bulls. Yeah. You know, I'm always seeing what the bulls are
1: doing. Yeah. Cause that's, that's been your team. Yes. Yeah. Where everybody else fell out of, out of love with the Bulls, you you stayed with them through thick and thin. I've flirted with other teams. Sure. Well, yeah. that's that's okay. That's natural. That's yeah. natural. Everyone I mean, flirts. I, I've done that with the Bengals, like, my entire life, and now I just don't <laughs> give a shit about them. But, like, yeah. I did the same um, thing. Same thing with the Reds some, um, you know, I, when the A's were good. I liked the Oakland A's back in the... The like, Moneyball era? Yeah, before it was, money, it was the Moneyball era, but it was before it was money. Like, we talked about it being Moneyball. I just remember liking them because they were, like, this small market team and I like their colors. I, I don't know what it is. Green Oh, dude, and, the green, green and yellow. yellow is, it's just, it's is classic. sweet. It's yeah. classic. It's I mean, it just catches your eye. It's like Oregon. You're it's, like, it's, yeah, it's its so true. And it's just the, the, the logo of the A's, but yeah, but you've been a, a bulls fan through thick and thin. But... I
0: have. Yeah. So I definitely had a run there and you know, like it's always been like the bulls and I've always watched what LeBron's doing. So the 16 finals was my, like, I am 150,000 million percent invested
1: in basketball, period. Yeah, okay. that was okay. my
0: like, because I was always like paying attention, paying attention, but I was so busy working on my Notre Dame stuff, mm. and then I, I was like, I that was kind of starting to die, and I was very okay with it.
1: Yeah, see, I think I think that if I had to put a plot point on like when I was paying attention to basketball again, it would be like it would be that a, a little before that. I, I remember v- being very interested the off season where the celtics big three came together mm-hmm. and thinking and all the stuff that came came with that yeah
0: but lebron lebron invented the super team
1: <laughs> don't forget travis yeah exactly i remember i remember that and uh i can't remember what else was happening that off season but there's rumors about everything just like every off where shit's going to happen and never does except this last one <laughs> yeah paul pierce
0: basically like, almost left the celtics yeah
1: and I, I think that even though I paid attention to some of that stuff, really, I just, I came back, even somebody like my dad who hadn't, uh, I can't, I can't ever really call my dad a basketball fan. Uh, but again, going back to Michael, he transcended. Everyone cared about basketball because of Michael Jordan, right? My dad appreciates greatness. It's not the sport. It's, it's, it's whatever it is. He appreciates greatness. Sure, I'm there. And I, I think that, um, my, when my dad started being interested in th- this kid LeBron James and I was like, oh man, yeah, this is this is crazy. And I, I, I always paid attention to LeBron. I remember an, ep- uh, an issue of Slam where it was a few years before his free agency and all the rumors with Jay-Z and stuff. I remember there was this issue of Slam that I think had him on the cover with Jay-Z or Jay-Z on the cover and it was talking about how Jay-Z was going to try to influence him to go to the Nets and just all this crazy stuff. So I was right there. That's with not tampering. You. No, not not at all. Not at all. Okay. I was right there with you though, with the uh, the the big this, the the heatles. <laughs> what did <laughs> this is gonna be like? This is OG. Uh, like I guess maybe quarter three. It might have been forty eight minutes. But the what did? Uh, oh, Alex called them the threet. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I, I lost my shit that and I've called them the threet since then whenever I remember. But when the heatles came together or the threet shout out alex uh the three t- when they came together uh, i remember being like oh this is again uh, one of those moments where it, it transcends because it, it's pop culture i, I watch the office like every two- month like i, yeah. I cycle through the office every couple of months right and one one season they I think Jim, Kevin, and I don't Daryl. Daryl, it was Daryl. You were right. the big three. They were the big three. Like that, and that's that just goes to show that it. And Jim it was... was hesitant because was he's a Sixers fan. Exactly, and he was he was like that. Just goes to show that it was like it, it transcended, right? So I was I remember where I was. I was working at Best Buy at the time, and I remember that we had this room where there were TVs everywhere, and they were the decision like the decision that had just happened and I was just like whoa holy shit like this is this is big and I was on board and couldn't understand why everybody I mean I guess I can understand why Cleveland was pissed sure I could never I never understood the hate for leBron I never I never will it, but people hate greatness people hate greatness and um I don't know why I latched on to LeBron the way I did because you could say you could say the same thing about Kobe I, but I think Kobe Wanted to be hated. Like LeBron, never did anything to be hated. Kobe was a was a shithead. Like Kobe's stupid faces. He was like, Ugh, you know, like, I, I, and I appreciate Kobe. Kobe now. was
0: literally on trial.
1: Yeah, and, and and Kobe would, he just would act mean. Like he was just a he was just a shithead. I don't know how. There's not a better way of to say it. I don't yeah. think. And and LeBron to me, even though he made mistakes, I, he has never done anything outrageous, anything like crazy against. Any rules? Any like he's just, he just anybody that has beef with LeBron, just has beef beef with LeBron. LeBron doesn't have beef with them because it's yeah. LeBron, right? So I agree with you. That was kind of where I, I can't say that I was um, like all in again, but it was where I was like, okay, I need to pay attention to basketball again.
0: The sixteen finals was like I remember because it used to be like the Bulls would be eliminated, and I'd be like, all right, so I'm just on to the next thing. And then the 16 finals was the first time where it was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. You know, Draymond suspended. And then, you know, LeBron and Kyrie have the game with each score 41. And then, of course, you know, everything that happened in the final game. And it was just like my like, oh, and then Durant signed in Golden State. That was my like, I remember, I'll never forget when we like started this. I went to, I was out with Alex somewhere and we just started talking basketball. And we were, like, having this lengthy conversation, and I was, like, you, me, and Sean need to do a podcast.
1: <laughs> and, and here we are. Here we are, here man. We are. So,
0: as someone who's kind of, like, you know, really, you haven't, like, dipped your toes in. You, like me, have, like, full-fledged, found the highest diving board, dove head in, mm. done a couple flips in the air. You're that into the league now, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. A, a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the last step to that was finding a team, mm-hmm. and so you. you I was going to ask you this: who, yeah. who, who who have you selected? I will tell. I will tell you at the end of this, and I'll tell you at the. I'll, I will tell you. Uh, I think I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't talk about it much because it just happened in the playoffs this last year. It was when I realized it. So and it's because of forty eight minutes that I selected a team. <laughs> You're welcome. Inadver- yeah, inadvertently, it, it this this all happened this way. So because we we've established, I've kind of been a listener of uh, the corner three and then forty eight minutes for since the beginning, and really for like seventy four corner three since we changed our name. Yeah, is, is that what? It, how many how many episodes were there of corner three? Forty. Okay. I yeah, because like it was a year. A, yeah, it was a year. Oh, you're no, you're saying there's there's corner three podcast, seventy. Of, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I I remember. I think I texted you something And you're like uh, Yeah the corner three There's another corner three And you're like Yeah but they haven't done shit In like two years So we were like fuck it
0: <laughs> Yeah and then there was one That started for a while That like They would do that thing Where they had the Twitter bots Where it would follow you In the anticipation You'd follow back uh-huh. And we never did Yeah And so Like That we, was your
1: that was the secret war Against that The false corner three
0: Yeah and we noticed it. I was like Man you guys have like 18 iTunes reviews 16 of them are on the same day Huh Weird how that happens. Huh,
1: weird. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we've established that uh, that I've been a listener from from the beginning, but uh, I, I guess it would probably be. I, I mean, I know I was in before the forty eight minute switch mm-hmm. because when you started talking about, it, I was like, oh shit, stuff's going down. What, we were, what, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, like stuff was like you're. It's best thing to happen to us. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I I remember just really getting into the league again and uh, feeling. This this rage against the Warriors because I'm like okay if, With me. I'm back into basketball right and of course I come into this team which then already was amazing and believe it or not I liked the idea of the Warriors before like I I liked the the Warriors I was rooting on them to break the record that season the the regular season wins mm-hmm. and I but I, I definitely wanted Cleveland to to win a championship but. I don't. I guess the hate really started for me after Kevin Durant signed, just because it was. I knew it was over, and it was like, oh, of course I get back into basketball, and there's this the greatest team that has ever been assembled is playing. And, yeah, and there's no. I, I wanted a lot of weirdness. The the thing that really drew me back into basketball is that because of the freedom the owners the give the the uh the league itself gives adam silver gives they it's really like different than any other league where mm-hmm. you have this drama and all these big personalities and clothing and in the press conferences and the the league itself has so much drama it really and storylines, it really brought me in as a wrestling fan, right? And, yeah. And that's that was what real what initially did it was like, oh, this person doesn't like this person, oh, and and just the free agency and the storylines that are built from year to year, and I, I think that really having the Warriors to hate really cemented it because I now I'm kind of sad it's over. i know i did the same thing it's 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 it's, it bothers me that i I, i'm coming on to this podcast and saying this but i'm like i'm sad that it's over i'm sad that it's over but uh i and honestly as much as i wanted the warriors not to win this year if steph would have led them to a championship i would have i was all in for that i was all in for that so i think really that was what latched me on and even in the moment i was like oh i I hate this i don't want to i want there to be drama and i want there to be different things that are happening and not just a warriors win again like because it felt like it was almost scripted right we knew the warriors were gonna win right so really what changed for me was last offseason uh brian colangelo had (laughs) burner accounts yes and uh, the first time i heard about that was was you all and you guys were talking about how fucking weird it was.
0: I remember when we were talking about it on that episode that there are stretches in that episode where I can't stop laughing.
1: <laughs> I remember that too. Like like it it was uh who who was was it was Ale- his wife? Was no, was Alex still on the, the Yeah, the show that was that still moment? that was like his last couple weeks. Okay. Cuz I, cuz I, I feel like it was the OG crew and I remember just Sean being like this is the weirdest fucking thing ever. <laughs> So because of that, I decided to go seek out a bunch of other, like, I couldn't get enough of this. Like, okay, you have a GM that is leaking information about his team in the form of burner accounts, multiple burner accounts. And it just is the weirdest, just the weirdest story. Why would got you got him do fired. That? And it got him fired. So I started there, and I started backwards. So I went and read the ringer article so then i listened to ringer podcasts then i listened to every fucking podcast i could find about them talking about brian colangelo and i stumbled upon uh the rights to ricky Stan- sanchez which is a sixers uh podcast and I, I have to say the name because that's part of the the, the it's, deal it's a great it's name. Their deal it's it's that it's the, their deal is say the name right yeah so, like we just put up a uh, our
0: clippers preview with robert flum from uh clips from clips nation yeah 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 but he has a he has a podcast now called the lob the jam the pod and i was like that's the dopest motherfucking podcast I've ever heard in my life. That
1: is a dope name. You're you're exactly right. Yeah. I would love if you could get them on, but they I don't there's no chance in hell that you could get Spike or Mike because they're just like, no, we don't <laughs> so basically this podcast, uh, the rights Sergey Sanchez has been around since the, the beginning of the process. And I remember reading about the process, right? And it really uh when it when it was happening and people talking shit about the the 76ers and so I started reading back and look looking at the history of the 76ers from the last few years and the process and Sam Hankey's vision and really how it's formed a lot of the league and a website. What is it, Tankathon? Tankathon's the bomb. Yeah, a website is basically spawned from Sam Hinkie's way of thinking, right? And this this visionary way of being like, we're gonna suck, and we're gonna suck so hard, and we're gonna make moves and just compile assets. It's something that you're seeing the the NBA has made rules against it now because of this. And then seeing all the like the weird shit with Markel Fultz that the go down, where he was this this blue chip player that who the fuck knows what's wrong with him still? And it really endeared me to the 76ers because Uh, getting back into the league listening to your show I had picked out a a few teams the Jazz the 76ers Uh, there were a a few teams that I just was kind of like okay I like them they're young they're up and coming I didn't really want to select a team and uh, of course I'm always going to root on whoever LeBron's playing with sure like I'm gonna I I want them to do well because I I want LeBron to do well so there were always teams that I would just pay attention to and and kind of root on here and there and 76ers were one of them, so I had already liked Ben Simmons. I liked Joel Embiid, and really, I, I just started kind of paying attention to them more. I listened to the show, and I, fast forward to the playoffs. I guess it was the quarterfinals. So it was 76ers this no. year. It, yeah, what, no, it would have been the first round. 76ers and the Nets this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was fun. So I have spent. The better part of the time I've been in basketball being like, I'm just a fan of the league, right? Sure. So I was, I was watching this first round game, and I want to say it was like game two, game three. It was when uh, the, they, there had been a lot of chippiness and shit talking back and forth. Oh, yeah. Between – um, What was the dude's name? I can't think of the guy's name. Jared right. Dudley. Jared Dudley and Ben Simmons and stuff. So uh, I, I started watching that game. And I remember getting so pissed. So, something happened. The Sixers ended up winning that game. And something happened. And I, I guess somebody got fouled or somebody made a three. And they showed the Brooklyn crowd just going, ah, and just like falling over themselves. They were so happy. And I remember I got so fucking pissed. I was like raging pissed. I, was like, <laughs> I remember I was talking shit to my TV. I was like, fuck you. Yeah, keep, keep chilling. And, and I remember sitting down and realizing, oh, I'm a 76ers fan. <laughs>
0: Your wife is like, what is going she on? She pretty much
1: is because why Why would I uh, – uh, you'd like this basketball team from Philly? And it's like, yeah, I, I guess I do. So that is the journey to me finding and becoming a Philadelphia 76ers team because it is the weirdest team ever. And this this season was such a roller coaster with – I remember um, – mean the Jimmy Butler trade, but I remember waking up right before the trade deadline. Like I had to work super – like buttholes early that morning and i remember waking up going to the bathroom and looking at my phone and i'm just like what the fuck tobias harris and uh, bobe what toby and bobe are on the sixers and just it was an up and down year and for the sixers to lose the way they did against the raptors the shot the shot, like that's going to be that is um i think a moment that it's already a moment but i think it's going to be a a playoff moment it's a defining playoff moment for a long long time and I think it's something that we're going to talk about in 10 years oh yeah and I I hope the 76ers win a championship at some point before that but and kind of wash that away the the stench of that and last year again another weird thing the confetti game last year when the 76ers and the Celtics and they released confetti early two years ago two years ago yeah, yeah. two years ago JJ uh, Redick hits the shot to yeah. get overtime
0: and no it was um, it wasn't JJ Redick it was um Ursan. Urson. Yeah, yeah, Ursan
1: Illusova. Yeah. And Was it the, Bellinelli? It was Bellinelli. It was Bellinelli. No, you're right. It is Bellinelli. They had all those white they, they foreign yeah. shooters. See, that was a good team. So but that's 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 how it is. Like they I, I I've just endeared myself to them because they are such a they come from a working-class city. Uh, the fans are just fans no matter what and will fight you no matter mm-hmm. what. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that that's kind of that's been my journey to becoming a 76ers fan so that is my team and uh, hopefully that uh, people can call me bandwagon if they want it's Uh, the NBA yeah it's the NBA we live in Cincinnati yes exactly you can call me a bandwagon if you want but my journey has been true Uh, I have been truthful about it and that is is it in its entirety I just I have I love this team and I love the players I, I really I really truly do I always joke about like I feel like the
0: Sixers always play in the weirdest game of the season every year. So like two years ago, you mentioned the Bellinelli game where he hits the shot, the confetti goes off, and they lose in the overtime. And it's like, yes. oh, yes. that was a, that that sucked. Yes. But last year, I, I talked about this recently when we did our Bulls team preview. They played the Bulls in a game on ESPN. It was like a th- Friday night game, mm-hmm. and Zach Levine is literally in the post game interview. Like the Bulls have won. He's talking about like you know we we've had a down year but we're trying to put the pieces together so we could be competitive next year, and like he's leaving the court and all of a sudden I see like Butler and like Embiid and a few other people walk back on the court and they're like no we're still playing and I'm like what yes. is going on yes. like so that was like the Sixers
1: every year have just like the goofiest game they really do and the the it's it's the game and the seasons like this it, it like think about the last off season. Where Calangelo, the Calangelo shit went down, and then you have Markel Fultz not being able to shoot. He forgets, he literally forgets how to shoot. So heartbreaking. It, it really is. And if you, it's one of those things where it just goes to show basketball. You can plan as much as you want. Hinkie had this great plan and acquired all these resources. And yeah, as the much, plan worked. Yeah. And as much shit as you can talk about Calangelo, anybody would have made the move Calangelo did to get. Like to trade up for Markel Fultz. Oh, yeah. you can't hold you can't hold that against him. No one was just gonna think that Markel Fultz was gonna forget how to play basketball. And honestly, I hope the kid figures it out in in, in Orlando. I re, I really really do. Me I I really too. Know. So since you
0: mentioned it, let's yeah. talk a little about your uh, beloved Seventy Sixers. Sure, let's do it. So very interesting off season, obviously. Um, you know. Jimmy Butler leaves Yeah. On, I'm, I'm, on a okay with that.
1: I'm okay with that.
0: See, I am too. Yeah. And here's the thing. I love Butler. I yeah. do. Like, when he was a bull, he was one of my favorite bulls ever. But, you know, the the return they got in
1: that signing, you get Josh Richardson, yeah. who is, like, honestly, really, really good at basketball. He, he, he is. And considering you could have gotten nothing, Jimmy Butler could have just left. Mm-hmm. And you could have gotten nothing. I, I'm I'm okay with it on two levels. I'm okay with the return, and I'm okay with, John, with Jimmy Butler not re-signing because... I mean, he's had a lot of health issues over the years and he's not getting younger. And I, I'm, I was not sure. And I'm going to put my foot in my mouth here because I'm not necessarily sure Tobias Harris is worth max either max money either, but Jimmy Butler, I didn't feel comfortable saying, Hey, here's max money, especially in a team where he's probably not going to be the primary ball handler or they don't want him to be. But I I, I don't know. I just couldn't see him. It was one of those things where I'm like, okay, if he, if, if, we do re-sign Jimmy Butler. I'm going to be okay with it, but I'm actually much happier now, like t- stay, taking a step back with the way where the team is.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, you know, getting Richardson, obviously, I think is really perfect for that team. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, they they signed Tobias Harris to a max deal. Yeah, which I'm fine with, being the same they kept him. And then in the draft, they get Matisse Stibel, who yes. like I was super high on. He was the best defender, best man defender in college basketball last year.
1: During your draft stream, which I'm sure was exhausting, I remember, it was so fun. I remember I I, I was, I was at work because I because I, I remember I worked that night and I was like, what the fuck's gonna happen? And then uh, they drafted him, and I remember te- texting the chat where, where you guys read it live, and I was like, who's this thigh guy? Is he good? Because I am not. I haven't been into college basketball yeah. in a while. Side note, I can talk a lot about. Uh, early or late 90s early 2000s tri-state basketball if you want me ever on the show (laughs) I was I was a UK fan growing up and then I switched to UC in middle school because uh, this new kid came to town and I wanted to be a hard ass and be a UC fan Uh, so if you ever want that story let me know oh we do Uh, but uh, I think that um when i lost my train of thought what was i saying sixers I, sixers well I, I started talking about uc and now i can all, only think of melvin levitt and, and Kenyon martin melvin's my guy i know he is i, yeah. I, I i'm jealous donald little like that
0: <laughs> <laughs> i remember when that The happened. donald little stories are the best stories of all time as far as like <laughs> not necessarily because he like literally hurt people yeah but but like the stories of what he did were like yeah. it was just insane like if, if you like hear this and you're like what are you talking about google you see donna little arrest yes and you'll have like five or six articles that pop up that are
1: like he did what yeah it's like it's 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 messed up
0: yeah him rube
1: yes who like yeah like yeah Yeah.
0: melvin's probably like tim what are you doing man (laughs) but so yeah you know like um and of course you know like so you mentioned like you didn't really know like type Batiste was like to me, Matisse was like, you know, I thought he was the best man-to-man defender in, the, in college basketball. Mm. And, and think, that's what I've heard. Yeah, and like, fits really well with what the Sixers want to do. Yeah. Um, he's got some work to do. He's not yeah. going to go and let, you know. But like, obviously the big move is Al Horford. Yes. And it's like, Al Horford's going back to his natural position. He's going to be right next to Embiid. I'm like, good luck. Beating those guys on rebounds and
1: and Horford was the the one guy really that could stop Embiid and gave Embiid, tru- Embiid trouble and I, I I just think it's gonna it's gonna work I'm really excited to see it, it and I remember over the off season they were like there's this like mystery because at the beginning of the off season, it was like Al Horford is a lock to go back to the Celtics and I think uh he I don't I don't know what the story was there I think he must have we realized-
0: reported that he was in, like he was really interested in the Mavericks.
1: I remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. And I by th- we, I mean Kyle. Yeah, I think that it it happened. He realized he could get more money, and he saw the writing on the wall with Kyrie leaving. And. Who knows, maybe he just didn't want to stick around with the Celtics through whatever they're doing. And honestly, I do think that they're going to be a sleeper. We're all, we're all The Celtics are going to be that team where one year we're like, oh, they're going to suck, and then they, they do amazing. because Like we said, they're going to suck because Gordon Hayward and Kyrie are both injured, and they do amazing. And then last year we're all like, oh, they're going to be great. Everyone's healthy, and then they suck. And this year I think we're going to say, well, they went through a lot of changes, and they're going to be fine. But that's a side note. But I, I really do think that it's going to work well with Embiid and Horford. And uh, I mean, there's little things like Zaire Smith um, not having played much at all because of the allergic reaction he had. Yeah. Like that kind of shit. Like I think that uh, it's a very exciting time to be a 76ers fan. We are
0: going to a training camp for the first time in years where a where the rookie is not injured. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. I, I probably shouldn't have said anything. It's going to happen. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm really scared, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't know. I think that in hindsight, A lot – there's been a lot of to do about the the trade for Tobias Harris. And I think that I would have been more upset if we didn't re-sign him than I would have. Right. Like, I'm not upset about the money. The money, you know, okay, whatever. I I guess whatever it takes. But I I think I would have been more upset if we didn't re-sign him because I think that of all people, he – you still get some of that continuity. And I think he is just fine not being the number one person. And I think that we need that on that, on this team I mean, I I do, I will say I'm very upset that we had to get uh, rid of Landry Shamit.
0: Yeah. That's heartbreaking.
1: And man, but the Clippers are scary, even scarier. But uh, I, I, so that's the only thing where I'm like, "Ah, I didn't really want to get rid of Shamit because we don't have a, a lot of like, Outside threats, the, the three point, I mean, Josh Richardson, I guess, is the really it for us, to yeah. like. but there's not a lot of outside shots, although, although I don't know if you've been watching the videos, Tim, <laughs> ben, ben Simmons has, been, ben has Simmons. been working on his outside shot, and if that motherfucker can learn to shoot threes... The whole league's in trouble.
0: As a Sixers fan, do you find it funny that people act like he's bad at basketball? I I do. It cracks me it, up. Me too. It's like, well, he can't shoot threes, and I'm like, yeah, but he can do literally just about everything else. Every
1: it happens all the time, and everybody says it, and it's like every year, like something will happen, and they'll be like, oh, we're, they should trade Ben. They should trade Ben. Yeah. They should trade Ben. It's like, no, shut up. No, that's no one's going to get anywhere by trading somebody that's on the contract that he is with the 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 level of play that he has. And, you know, if the Sixers make it out of this with a championship, I will be forever happy. And I think that I, – I can't necessarily see myself as a lifetime Sixers fan, to be honest with you, Tim, because it's it's one of those time and a place things. Because
0: Giannis Antetokounmpo
1: is a free agent in two years. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, who knows where he'll go. But I think it's gonna you're going to see it like – I'm a fan of eras, and I think the Kings – my love for the Kings of that era that the, and then also another team that I love that I didn't really talk about was jail, the jailblazers. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a, I'm a fan of teams from certain eras. And I think that as long as the 76ers make it out of this, the, as long as the process was for something I can, I will be able to be like, okay, I'm done with being a 76ers fan. Like, I'm gonna be the opposite of bandwagon. When <laughs> when they win the championship, I'll be like, all right, my work's done. Let's 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 find another team. You know, like I think that's where I'll where I'll be. It'll be the end of that chapter for me.
0: So, I kind of relate in a sense, and this is yeah. gonna make me sound like a terrible fan too. <laughs> um, so Kentucky won the NCAA title in 2012. Yep. They beat Kansas. That was the Anthony Davis year. They were mm-hmm. incredible. They, ab- absolutely. I just remember when they won the title. I like, and I was like pretty into Kentucky basketball at the time. Like that was kind of like I was like I always pay attention to Xavier. I always pay attention to Notre Dame, but like, you know, we grew up around here. Yeah, yeah. I just remember not being excited. I remember like they won this title, and I don't know if it's because I expected them to or what, but I was just kind of like, okay, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't have that like yeah. joyous like like. I got so excited when the Cavs won the title. And the Cavs were never my number one team. Like, mm. I never had a moment where I was like, I'd rather watch the Cavs and the Bulls, except for like you know here and there moments. But like I, you know, like when the Cavs won the title and LeBron blocks the shot and mm. Kyrie hits the basket so good. and like Kevin Love has that thing where he stops Steph Curry, that was like my like I was like oh my god they won the title and I was so excited. Same. I did not feel that way when like the team like I grew up as a kid loving won the NCAA championship. Mm. I was like,
1: all right. I think that goes back to, and I think it's one of those things that is wrong, like culturally with us in society, is that it's like the whole bandwagon perception. And I think that, like, yeah, like fuck it, Roof yeah, or, watch who you want to watch, watch who you want to watch. And I think that it's like one of those things. Is, and I mentioned like when I like the Kings, it was because of I, I felt like there was some proximity there. Well, to me, Chris Webber
0: is like one of my all-time favorite players. He's, I love Chris Webber,
1: but I think that it goes back to we automatically root for the team that is the closest proximity to us. And then so, like
0: the pacers for us. Yes, like...
1: exactly. And then, then because of that, you have to remain with that team forever. Like how, how does, how do you find any enjoyment there? Like uh, imagine like the eating the same food every day, or I, I just don't, I get the super fan aspect, but it, it also depends on, I think, Maybe it's because of where we're at that we don't get it because the oh man like why why we while we are tied to the Bengals while the Reds are our baseball in a lot of ways that is my heartbeat like yeah. Reds
0: baseball is my heartbeat and, like, and that's
1: and that's the thing it's like I think there's so much heartbreak around Cincinnati sports I think it's hard for me to I feel like we've been jilted too many times it's like it's it's like the the stray dog or stray cat that you take in that stays with you. Like you're, you're like, that's how I am with as, as a fan of a sports team where I'm like, Oh cool. I I like you and I love you and I'm going to rub my face up against you. But then I might be gone the next day, you know, and, and that's kind of how it is. And I think didn't even call him back. Exactly. But I think that's how it is for, for us as Cincinnati sports fans because of the heart, the numerous heartbreaks that we've felt. And there's not, there's heartbreak, but, Cleveland for instance right you talk about the browns the the browns have probably the most diehard fans of of, of probably any fans yes right better them than me man yeah same but I think that it's become it's so ingrained in the city it's a, it's different it's a little bit of a different thing because that's the identity of the city yeah it is and the Bengals are not the identity of, of Cincinnati the Reds are are a little bit of that but like if I when I think Cincinnati when I'm like what is Cincinnati I think of Cincinnati Chile like I don't think of a sports team. Essentially, chili, craft beer. Yeah, exactly. I think about things that make this town, and it's not—it's not the sports teams. In some cities, it is, but I—I I, I guess the part of that rant that I really want to call out is: don't fucking shame people for liking a team for whatever they do. And we've all done it. We've all done it. We've all gate kept. We've all done shit where we're like, "Oh, you—you you make fun of this team." Like, uh, there's a guy that I know that has a—he uh, has tattoos of different teams. And, like, I've given him shit about things. Uh, like, where he's, like, he went to college at one school, but he has a tattoo of OSU. And I don't remember his, like, his the school that he went to, but it's a big enough school that it could be something where he... he. If you got a tattoo, be... it would solidify. Yeah. But I, he has an OSU tattoo because he he's lived closer to that. And, you know, we I think people give him shit, but it's, like, at the same time, uh, the world sucks. And we are all trying to find enjoyment you know there's that meme it's just like just let people enjoy stuff like find the small shred of enjoyment in life yeah dude and and i think that when i started looking at things like that life became a lot better and sports and wrestling and everything else that i enjoy became a lot better because at the end of the day if you want to fucking listen to new metal unironically like i do then do it because life's short and you know we should be being excellent to each other instead of you know doing whatever this is you know
0: hold on so like you,
1: you hold on hold on we're gonna backtrack here a second. yeah sure
0: so like you're talking new metal like are we talking like limp biscuit
1: oh yeah like I, so okay
0: so I, sean I, <laughs> sean yes sean Mackey, yes my co-host my yeah. partner
1: in crime yes. one of my best friends in the universe i love uh, see this is the, this is the sean one is a big limp biscuit guy see here's this thing with sean sean if you're listening uh, which I hope you will, you're supporting your own show. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like uh we we are friends and we're not even friends. <laughs> I hear your voice every week and I just I feel like I know you and you just won't you just won't talk to me. So the Limp Biscuit thing, you're a WCW historian mm-hmm. and you love Limp Biscuit. Uh, we need to. We need to. We need to talk, Sean. This is. This is the intervention. This is the intervention on your show. I've taken over your show and and asking straight NWO style. Exactly. So,
0: before we lose crazy track here, yes. Um, you know, the East Co- Eastern Conference mm-hmm. in your eyes. Mm-hmm. I like getting your opinions or someone who's like really like you know kind of just had the, the tangent you just had like yeah seeing your heart in this thing and like yeah. I love it because yeah. I'm the same way like. Yeah, I'll always root for the Bulls, but, like, how many shows this year was I like, guys, I really like this Orlando Magic team? Yeah. You know, like, how how many times was I like, hey, did you guys watch the Kings? Like... You know, like we all were like that. The Nets, like Kyle and I literally had that fun feud for a couple months where yes. it was like the Nets are my team. Yes,
1: that was, I loved that. I loved it.
0: It was great. You know, and like, it, you know, it's just, it's the NBA. It's like, it's supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be loved and like enjoyed, like in multi aspects. Yes. Especially when you cover the league, you don't just cover a team. Yes. Because then you can just like see everything from the outside looking in. You can really just enjoy everything. Like, League Pass is like the greatest thing of all time. Like, I, I am religious on my League Pass.
1: I keep. I, I'm not there yet. I keep thinking I'm going to do it, but I I don't do it just because I'm I'm worried that I wouldn't take advantage of it as much to, to justify the amount of money. Well, we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> um, you were saying East Coast. You said you want my opinion because of
0: so what? it's it looks like it's a two team conference. Yes. You know between yes. them and Milwaukee. Yes. Um, I give the edge to the Sixers right now, even though this the this the Bucks probably have the best player. Of the two teams, which I truthfully think they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, Philly is just deeper. I thought they had a better offseason. I agree. I, I think that, like, you know, they went all in on talent. And I think it makes a ton of sense. I do, too. You know, I hate that they lost J.J. Redick. I Same. hate it. it, it, it um, that's, a,
1: that's a big loss, yes.
0: Yeah, I hate that. You know, and I don't really, I'm like you, I don't necessarily mind that they lost Butler because they got something back. Yes. Um, But, you know, I do worry about... Are we going to count on guys that we don't really know all that much to play? Like you know, you mentioned Zaire Smith. We haven't seen much of him.
1: Yeah, well, and that are was... we going to count
0: on Mike Scott to be the top guy off the bench next year? I like... fucking
1: I love Mike Scott, dude. Though. He's awesome. Mike Every Scott. team needs a Mike Scott. He is. I, I will live and die by Mike Scott. I lo- I love me some Mike Scott. What did he say? He's like, I ain't no I, bitch. Is I, that I, what he said last year? And I'm just like, he I is know the I most need to get, get you for Christmas. Person. Yeah, yeah. Damn right. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I I am endeared to Mike Scott.
0: And obviously, you know i have a buddy that plays for the bucks so yes
1: that's you do probably yeah. a little tough for me to like say that but I, i'm not ready to say that I, I i don't know who i give the edge to because there are a lot of questions the knock against the sixers last year was the bench they were not deep at all right once you got past their first five it's like i mean if you look at gasol in the playoffs you know you're, you can't put Bobon in because he's just, the, everybody ate his lunch he's great in john wick three but he was not good in the Eastern Conference. I totally semifinals. forgot he was in that movie. He was, but the first like 10 minutes of the movie, he's like, oh. <laughs> I don't even know what he did, but I loved it. I was like, oh, booby.
0: When I heard he was in a movie, for some reason, the first thought I had was George Mirasan in My Giant. Ooh, holy shit, I forgot about George yeah. and Billy
1: It was Billy Crystal. Yeah. That's a 90s, that's a 90s thing. Uh, also, uh, unpopular opinion, Washington Wizards should go back to the Washington Bullets. It's 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 time. Yeah. It's time. I mean, your jerseys are basically the Bulls jersey. I, I mean, no I, one cares about your franchise. Exactly. Just just make it happen. Go back to to history. Whatever. Um, but I, I I'm not ready to count the the Bucks out because of Giannis. And uh, but anytime you lose somebody like Mal- Malcolm Brogdon, I I feel like they zeroed in on the wrong guy. I I would have kept around Brogdon versus Chris Middleton personally. Really? Yeah. whoa please tell why i'm curious i I just think i think malcolm brogdon is more important to to that team i think you the 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 flip side of that is chris middleton has a lot of continuity like there's continuity there and i think he's basically Giannis's best friend and that's the re that's the whole reason is is that like i feel like it's a signing just to keep Giannis, and it, it almost feels like a panic signing already and i the bucks are one of the teams i mentioned before like before i picked the 76ers before i was like oh I'm a 76ers fan. The Bucs were one of the teams that I enjoyed watching because of Giannis, right? And he is definitely the future of this league. Uh, I think all of us can say that. But I think you get into this weird thing. I I I almost don't want to count the Bucks out for two reasons. Because A, I don't think you can. And B, I'm worried that Giannis is going to leave. And I don't want him to because what that means for small market teams.
0: Oh and, man. You can see like all the teams are already tra- like oh, the yeah. Lakers. It's like weird. The Lakers signed Casas on an Yes. Odd.
1: And, and it's just it, it, the small market versus big market things. The shit that happened in OKC uh, this, this off season, you know, you I'm don't, glad that happened. I, I'm glad it happened too. And it was necessary, but you're not going to have a chance. Like, I feel like the, the trailblazers love the trailblazers. I don't know. I mean, now the league's more wide open, but I don't don't know if they're ever going to win a ship. I don't I don't know if that's ever going to happen. And they they're forced to keep what they have because they what are they going to do? You know, as mu- as much as Portland's a cool city now, it, I I don't I, they're not going to attract those marquee free agents. I don't I don't believe. But I I do think it's a two team Eastern Conference. What are they going to do? They got to trade for Kevin Love. I I mean, I I think that you can get Kevin love for nothing. If you're them, uh, honestly, I don't it's think it's going to probably cost
0: like a, I mean, I, I think we, we did the deal on like, and, and trade com yeah. a couple times. And if I remember correctly, it was like Nurkic, Nas little. And like, yeah, I mean like a couple picks. Yeah. It's like,
1: which I, which you do. Which yeah. You do. I can't
0: remember. Cause it, like that salary doesn't really match up. Cause no. love's got a huge contract, but like in general. Yeah.
1: So let me ask you this. Sure. Um, I don't know how much time we have left. Uh, However much I run this bitch, you do. You do run this bitch. Uh, how quickly do you think the Toronto Raptors will blow it up, and, and how how quickly do you think they should Ooh, blow it up? So that's actually I haven't thought about that because so. I I think it's going to happen. I do too at some um, point this season because you, because they they I mean you're you're going to build well, around Siakam and Van Vleet right like that's mm,
0: probably Siakam. I mean, Van Vliet's not. I don't know I if I don't Van, Van Vliet's, Vliet's going
1: to, yeah. yeah. He's not a he's, he's a piece, but he's not like, but I think you keep him on that team, A, for, you know, he's a folk hero, but B, I think for a little bit of continuity. But Siakam, you're building around, but Lowry, Gasol, you're, Gasol may be getting another championship this year if they trade him to a, a contender. Like, Well, it, they signed him to a long-term deal. It was long-term, I thought he opted in. Look, let's look it up. Spot track. Because yeah, I'm, I'm not 100%. But because, to answer your
0: question, I don't think it's too far away. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be during the season. Uh, it's pretty well known Masai Ujiri has wanted to do this. Yeah. Truthfully, I'm shocked he didn't interview for the Wizards job. I, I, I Shitty yes, timing. Yeah, Real shithole timing. Yes, Like, literally, they just won the title. And, like, a few
1: minutes later, the report comes out. Like, don't do that. Let the Raptors have their moment. I... Yeah, and and that's I wish he would have taken it because I would have again then you, in a few years or I would have automatically become a Washington Wizards fan. Nope, I would have. It's one of my few franchises where I just can't. You just can't. I would I would have been like I would have liked to have seen. They're what, about to lock Bradley Beal in hostage. They, I, I I hope they don't. You, you, I don't think they will. I, they I think they can't.
0: They just can't. So, but yeah, I don't think it's too far away. Um, Lowry, I think, is a free agent pretty soon. You know, so.
1: Yeah, Lowry. Lowry's what? The next couple of years, either but this, this free- year?
0: Is it this year? Yeah, this free agency coming up sucks. It does. It's really bad. It does.
1: Drummond's the best player. Okay, so here's here's the article. Marcus Ole exercises twenty five point six million player option on contract to stay with Raptors. Now, is that do we? So, okay, yeah, this, you're right. This, this he opted in. Is that just a year?
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. If, I don't know if he signed like a couple of years or not after that. Yeah, but, but that was a. I'd assume that the Raptors want to keep him around. Build around him and Siakam for a couple years. I don't...
1: I mean... Because, I mean, who else are you going to build around? OG Anobi, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson? I don't know. Like, the Grizzlies were like, oh, we don't want to build around Gasol. You well, know? those
0: think. that makes sense, because they knew that, like, they've got this Jaron Jackson Jr. kid who's yeah. incredible. I they mean, knew maybe... they had a good chance... Well, I guess they didn't really know until draft night that they were getting John Moran. But, um, you know, like, I probably... They should have moved Mike Conley sooner. I'll yes. stand by that yes, forever. Yes, I agree. Um, though I do think he'll be fun in Utah with Donovan Mitchell.
1: Well, oh, I'm glad you brought them up. What do you think about Utah? What's the, what this craze of Utah jazz? Because It's yeah, annoying. I, we established that I listen to a lot of NBA podcasts and I look at a lot of NBA coverage. And consistently across a lot of NBA like people, they're like, oh, the jazz, oh, the jazz. And I like the jazz. I've established that. And uh, I, I'm okay with that. And But I think that it's smart of them to go all in in mm-hmm. a, in a se- season where it's all up in the air before KD sure. comes back <laughs> and who knows what he's coming back as. And Paul George, we don't know how healthy he's going to be. You know, we don't, we don't, there's all these question marks. We don't know what the, we know what the league looks like, but we don't know what the league looks like until tip off.
0: Yeah. So do I think this is the best jazz team since like the 98 season? Totally. Do I think that that really matters? No. Um, <laughs> you look, think
1: they need to bring back
0: Greg Oster tag? You know, maybe maybe <laughs> Brian Russell's available. Get shoved. Um, truthfully and honestly, look what they they had a great off season. Mm-hmm. Not just the trade, getting Bojanovic, You know, um, I think that they did a really good job of keeping everything in, in hand. They still have Rudy Gobert, who is one of the top five centers in the league. You know, he's you know right now is the def- two time defensive pl- defensive player of the year. Yeah. So like, yeah. You know, right now the, according to the award, he's the best defense player in the league. Yes. Um so I think they'll be really good. Don't I think they're gonna win a lot of regular season games, but I cannot buy the Utah Jazz as a title contender. And I don't think the NBA wants them to be a title contender. No,
1: there's no way. Can you
0: imagine in June when it's like, all right, we got the Sixers and the Jazz for the NBA championship. It's like, (laughs) no one's going to watch that except except me and you, (laughs) especially like, you know, the Clippers just got Kawhi and Paul George. The Lakers just got Anthony Davis, a pair of LeBron. You know, the Sixers are stacked. The Bucks are stacked. It's like, I want that. I don't, you know, so. Yeah. Same. All right. So you want to talk a little podcasting?
1: Yeah, let's talk a little podcasting. Yeah. Okay,
0: so you and I both, like we said, we've been doing this a long time. Yeah. Um, you have a very successful show, The Wrestle Special, I'm a big fan of. Thank you. Like I said, I've been lucky enough to be a guest in there a couple times. Yes, sir. Um, you know, when you do your best Chris Jericho, I still want to be there.
1: You're going to be there. It's, it's already penciled in. Yes.
0: Um, so, you know, when you've done this as much as we have and how long we have and have had, you know, moderate success, like I have you very much success um, doing this. You know, we get asked a lot of questions. Yeah. We have a lot of people that reach out to us and they're like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And truthfully, it's flattering that they come to me. Yes. And I'm sure you feel the same way.
1: Uh, uh, yes, 100% I do.
0: So, what is it like you tell people? <sighs> when they it, say, First off, never come to me and say, Should I do this? Because obviously you have the idea. So, the answer is yes. Yes. If you want to come to me about like how I should do this,
1: yes. please do. Then that's different. Yeah, that's it, it's a different question. And, and I think really it comes back to, are you doing something differently than other people, right? And that—that's that's what it that's what it is for me. And that's when I started the Wrestle Special, I knew I wanted to do something different than what I had done before. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you were saying, like each show has its own identity uh, on the 48 Minutes Network, right? And I, I think that's, that's the differentiator for you all, right? Anybody can talk about basketball, right? Anybody yeah. can say, hey, here is my opinion on mm-hmm. this. But what is it that makes you listen to the podcast you listen to it's the people right so a you have to be passionate and b you have to be saying something that no one else is saying and b specific enough that it's you're going to be able to attract people right you can't just throw it out there and say hey i'm going to be talking about this there's got to be some angle you've got to find a lane right Mm -hmm. and and i feel like both of us have you know there's a million nba podcasts there's a million wrestling I, I, a million wrestling podcasts. Dude, there's like millions added every day I feel, yeah, it, it's and sometimes that can be disheartening right be, it's very tough but, yeah but i think that's the the other piece is is that always be open to other podcasters and i and i think that as much as they're it's hard to not seem like their competition we're all in this together and that would be the other pieces i would say is Reach out to other podcasts, befriend other podcasts, know that we're we're doing this together. We're all trying to get a piece of this pie. And we we need to support each other. It's not it don't step on somebody else to get to something that you want.
0: So I think the thing for me that I always am like when people come to me, and I'm sure they do to you, when they go, Do you think I should? And before they finish, I say yes. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not like horribly like Should I do, like, a a podcast about, like, a serial killer? Like, okay, (laughs) what do you want the serial killer to be like? Is this, like, a real-life story? Are you investigating a crime? Or are you the serial killer? Like, we don't want
1: that. Yeah, yes, my serial killer escapades. This is me becoming a – no, don't do that. We don't need that,
0: no. But, you know, like, I have people all the time, like, hey, I have this idea. Should I try it? And I always say yes because it's the only way you're going to find out what sticks to the wall oh my god how did i drop that beer and it did not spill that's a miracle
1: that was that was that was a shout
0: out mike (laughs) stand um
1: i'm impressed
0: yeah so what i was saying is like you know a ton of people like well i want to do this podcast on blah 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 and it's like okay you know and like you said like how are you different Mm -hmm. so you were like came with this idea of like mixing wrestling with pop culture yeah and it's fun yeah you know like You do these mini shows this summer That I've really enjoyed Where even like I found these old WCW trading cards And I crack up listening to it Because One I know you so well And two it's like Yeah that's hilarious Yeah Um, For me I think for like the the, Here's another nice thing man About having a team Is They're not afraid to tell me no When I have ridiculous ideas Yeah yeah So like I Think about ideas all day Yes Like that's what I do And I'm like Oh man we should do this We should do this But like if they're like No that's dumb (laughs) I'm like, all right, you guys are right. I won't do that. Like, and it's, it's great. I appreciate it because it's like, I wouldn't want to listen to that. Yes. And so I think, you know, just finding what you're comfortable, what you enjoy talking about the most is the first step. I agree. When like, I have people who are like, Hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And I'm like, you should. Mm. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, the money part, like I understand (laughs) totally understand. But you're not going to know. Yeah. Unless, like, you know, like... Ryan. Ryan is literally on that large bid because he... I met up with him one day when he came back here from Louisville. And he was like, you know, I'm thinking about getting the podcasting. And I was like, hey, I'm starting a college basketball show on the network. You want in?
1: Mm-hmm. But, and that, the rest is history. And, yeah. And I think that the money thing... I think if you want it to happen... You're going to make it happen. Whether you find somebody to go in on it with, whether you you have somebody that's like, hey, I want you on my existing network, existing show. Either way, I mean, podcasting can get expensive, but it's not crazy expensive. It's not more expensive than any other hobby you're going to be into. right? And, you know, don't rush into it either. That's the other thing is plan. Make a plan and don't just just jump in, like buy, buy the mic, you know, buy it over time. I had a few episodes in the can for me before I, I started. Right. But it, it just depends on the kind of show, you know, mm-hmm. mine is a little bit more evergreen while yours is like, Hey, current events. Like, so it's, you don't, you don't have that luxury, you know, like right. to, to just kind of like, Oh, I'm going to start this podcast. Let's talk about stuff that's, you know, old. Cause I'm, I'm here reporting on this stuff. So.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of what like, some of our shows have become, for me, um, for At Large Bid this year, we did that show where we went back and watched the uh, Michigan-North Carolina game. I loved
1: that episode. It was fun. And I, I've already established that I, I don't, like, I listen to, to At Large Bid to support, but some of the stuff, I, it goes over my head because I'm not super ingrained into college basketball. Mm-hmm. But it, I, that episode I loved. I love that episode.
0: And then Sean and I, so Sean is very big, like, he's a big movie guy, he's a big pop culture enthusiast so when i went to him last year yeah we've been playing hoop cinema for a long time
1: yeah you said that yeah you said that on the most recent one on he got game you said it was like oh this is this is finally happening
0: yeah so i went to sean about it last year and he was like yeah i'd love to do it i think it'd be great and we finally recorded the first episode he like literally walks in my house and goes do you care if i take the lead on this and i was like no please Please yes. do because I yes. know you're the perfect guy for it.
1: But that's the other thing; it's a different, it's a different feel. Yeah. from everything else. On Even the
0: though Sean and I already do a regular show yes. together on a weekly basis, when we flip the cast, when we feel. flip the crew, like when he takes the lead, he's so good at it, and like you know, like he just pays attention to every detail about like movies and stuff like yeah. that, and
1: makes <laughs> it great. I love the detail. Like you're, you're, you're exactly right. Like the the details in, in space jam where Michael Jordan lives on the st- same street as like a, <laughs> a post office worker. So it's like, yeah, you know what? I've never thought of that. That's, yeah. a, that's actually, a, that's a really good point.
0: Yeah. So I think for me, my, I think my point is like, if you're thinking about doing this, there are so many different ways you can get it done. Yeah. Um, I don't like anchor. I think anchor is a terrible, terrible product. Yeah. But like people always come to me and like, I can do this from my phone. I'm like, that's a bad idea. Yes, but if it's going to make you happy and it's going to get you a feel for this, do
1: it. Yes, I don't know how you feel about it. I think anchor sucks. I do. I do too. I think that I feel like it's that goes our show ever yeah. being on anchor. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I think that if you're going to do it, that goes back to the planning aspect. Is that I do think that it, it's it's twofold. I think that part of it is you just have to do it, and even if you think the first episode sucks, even if it does suck. Uh, even if there's things that you could do better you still have to put it out there but if you plan you don't have to worry you do the research on the mics you do the research on the uh, rss feeds the the hosting sites you do all that stuff and that's what you use and you don't just launch and be like let me go on the first thing just to get a feel for it the getting a feel for it is the planning stage you know And, and you're going to get better as time goes on. Yeah. Your first episode is going to suck. Yeah, chances it, are. It just, it, it just will. It's just not going to be as good as some of your later episodes. And I think any podcaster will tell you that. And I, I just think the best thing is do it. Alex, you know, on the PlayStation forecast always says, do the thing. And, and that's something that, you know, I, I stand behind him a thousand percent Same. With because you, you sometimes just have to do it. And, then you'll figure out all the re- other the other details that weren't planned. The things that you couldn't plan for are going to pop up. That's why you need to plan for the important things like mics, RSS feeds. You know, you y- even if you upgrade stuff later. You know, I just figured out something in my show three episodes ago, four episodes ago I, about audio, and I'm like, oh, well, shit. I was doing this this one way this one time, and and I figured out a better way to do it. I'm learning as I go. Still. Yeah i
0: you know you mentioned earlier be receptive and Mm. i think that's Mm -hmm. like the biggest thing so like i can go to you yes i can go to alex derrickson who has been a part of our team and i can be like hey what do you think about this alex has taught me so much about production and like alex taught me how to do so much stuff with mixing um i can go to my friends who like have you know fairly decent shows and like i'm not trying to say like we are like the success story yeah by any means like we're not like like we like blew up and took over but our podcasts have had us go so many different ways that like we've been so fortunate to do so. So, you know, when we say these things, like we definitely want to help people. We want people to feel the way we feel about this. We want people that like, don't go like, I guess I got to record. Like, no, like we want people to be like us. Like, yeah, we're going to record. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Like, you know, you and I, we've been talking about doing this, these two episodes that we're about to do for like a month now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. And so
0: like, this is like, this is like our niche. This is our thing. So, You know, if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't be able to say that I am a media member for college basketball. Right.
1: Yeah. I did pre-shows for independent wrestling. Like I would have never been able, I never would have thought. I interviewed Mick Foley. You know, like I I had, I've had experiences podcasting that I never thought I would do. And I think that you, if you open yourself up to have those experiences, you may never do some of the things that you ever thought you would do but at the same time you're going to learn a lot about yourself and that's that's really for me I found a passion and I think that if you're on the fence about starting your own podcast just know that you may find something that your creative outlet that you didn't have before cuz I didn't have a creative outlet before I didn't I just didn't I thought I I could I wanted to write a little bit and then I just never finish anything this is this is my creative outlet and I'm a, I'm a better person I'm a better husband I'm a better uh employee I'm all these things have a better friend because of, of podcasting so I I think that if that's not enough of a, a a testimonial to entice you to create your own show if you're on the fence about it then I don't know what is agreed
0: all right so I think we can wrap it there yes sir so that's part one of two yes so next next episode I'm excited we're be talking some old classic NBA jerseys I'm, I'm so excited I'm, I'm so, excited. so pumped yeah me too man all right so yeah we'll be uh, right back with our second episode. So keep tuning in. Stay Woo. subscribed.
1: All right. and Stop this one. That was good. That was good. I thought that, that was good.
0: But yeah. You're, that,
1: you're pretty easy to talk with. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: it was just, it was fun.